Welcome to That's My Therapy. I'm Alicia Belzer, a master's student in adventure-based psychotherapy and experiential education. I'm Amanda Reedy, a clinical social worker, and I work as a mental health therapist. And this is what my voice sounds like. And this is what my voice sounds like. And if that's confusing, we get it. Understand. (laughs) Yeah, you'll figure it out or you'll do your best. We are sisters and mental health professionals who often spend our days discussing how we find connection, healing, and peace in the world. We believe therapy is a great tool for healing. However, we hope to demystify what healing can look like. As in our experience, humans are intuitive, creative, and determined when it comes to caring for themselves. Yeah, they naturally find resources outside of therapy to help them heal and grow. And each week we will get curious about therapeutic things that aren't traditional talk therapy. And we'll break down why the things might be working for you from a clinical lens. Because at the end of the day, there is no one way to do therapy. We come to this show as a reminder, not as experts, but as fellow explorers of what really helps humans promote change and health. So welcome <laughs> to our brand new show. It feels fresh. It does. Okay. So we'll start with some hey highs and hellos. Um, we see each other often. Yeah, we both but, live in Boise, Idaho. Yeah. A little bit out about Allie. You start. Okay. I am a She's gay. <laughs> Thank you so much. I was like running through the priority list of I things in my head to share. Number one, she's queer. As I get it. You love her for it. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're here. We're queer, and uh, my joint pain is moderate to severe. I do um, go to school as an, I'm a master's student with Prescott College, and I'm studying adventure-based counseling yeah. um, and experiential education. And I am currently working at a charter school here in Boise as an adventure educator. And, yeah. I would just say each week we are regularly chatting about things. And we get really excited when we find something that is helping us uh, function in this world. Because this world can be uh, hard sometimes. If you haven't noticed... It can be a little tricky. Yeah. The only type of gun control I'm not a fan of is when we're shooting the shit. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> <No>. good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Don't holster these conversations. <laughs> Tread on me, daddy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, that's kind of what's going on in your life. You're you? His- I was going to say you're historically <laughs> mentally ill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, past, present, and future, <laughs> BB. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, mentally ill people tend to make great empathetic therapists. Yes, so. yeah. And you want to talk about someone who's had to learn to make systems <laughs> work for them. her to function in her own neurodivergence. Yeah. Um, I've read several books to that have helped me brush my teeth twice a day yeah so that w- we really are not experts here we are learners along, no. alongside i think yeah. it's important for us that we don't need to be yeah professionals in this podcast and rather like talk about what we do love which is therapy and why it works yeah and we but, love talking about therapy not as therapists right and we love talking about the therapeutic things 
that happened in our lives that I feel like make a big difference, which is just really noticing. Like we're just noticing when things (laughs) give us just that little, little drop of dopamine (laughs) to help us do really like basic things. Um, new with Manda, um, new mother. Yeah. I had a baby earlier this year. She's ancient. We're pretty professional at this point at parenting. <laughs> oh, the baby's ancient? Yeah. <laughs> yeah eight months old. Yeah. She's yeah. practically going to go get her She's grown. Uh, driver's license, the CL kind. <laughs> She's really independent. <laughs> what do you mean? Like the truck driving license? Yeah, the truck driving license. <laughs> She's pursuing a working trade, which I really, I really appreciate. I really appreciate I, I her. Mean, she's pretty astounding. Uh, there's so much that's so wild about seeing a person become a person. Um, yeah, we yeah. get little glimpses of her personality. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, and I'll say I've had a lot uh, more creative energy since having a child, and I don't think that's everybody's experience but right. for me it was really pointing to I was probably pretty burnt out doing um doing therapy community work. mental health yeah like 40 50 hours a week um and finding that now I have a lot more space in my life um I'm still working part-time and then got my little baby at home and I just feel like I've got a lot more space to think about what's actually helping me um, through this time and connecting with others, myself, my yeah. body, my baby. It's all good. <laughs> Hashtag truly blessed. Yeah. Um, let's see. So let's talk about for you, what yeah. has been therapeutic? We'll do this with Manda next week, but figured we'd start with ourselves. Um, things that are working for me lately as therapy is rock climbing. Um, probably specifically getting together with a trusted group of ladies. One, I feel like I've always resonated with this feeling of really never wanting to go. Um, and then I'm there and everything about me becomes more aligned and regulated. Right. Yeah. Never wanting to actually go to the gym, but right. like feeling. Uh, yeah. After great. I go. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you notice? Like, what do you notice feels like a shift? from when you are at home in your head thinking about going versus while you're there and then what happens after Mm. so before I go it feels usually overwhelming to leave whatever activity or spot or lack of activity that I was entrenched in before leaving Mm. um and then thank goodness for the community that I climb with because it's expected for me to be there. But a thing about me is if I'm left to my own devices, it probably will rarely happen. Right. Yeah. Obligation is a real helpful tool. (laughs) Yeah. Let's try and stop pretending like we need internal motivation in order to be successful. Set up some systems that require you to show up. I am constantly seeking external uh, obligation yeah, <laughs> so that okay. I can do what I want to do right. for my body. Yeah. Um, so usually it's my partner that gets me up and out of the door. Yeah. She's so disciplined. She she's is a neurotypical yeah, human. To the max. Crazy. Yeah, we love her for it. Yeah. So as a neurospicy individual, I love being dragged places by her. Um, and then 
while I'm there, like, pretty immediately, just, like, the changing of space mm-hmm. has an effect on my demeanor. Yeah. My openness. I feel kind of immediately just a little more cracked. Um, mm-hmm. And less guarded just by entering the space that was mm-hmm. different than the one before. Right. Uh, especially, like, a space that's, you know, imbued with intention of, like, oh, this is the place to climb. Do you know what's also really signals your system that you are changing the intention of Mm. your like mental space and then your like physical space is Mm. that you have to put on specific shoes right you you get dressed i am shedding the person i was prior to this hour i'm gonna climb and i'm gonna put on these really weird crimpy shoes tight tight shoes that's you're clearly doing one thing yeah and you and you actually you can't really get lost in i'm not going to be doing this because your shoes make you very aware that you're there to climb how true (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean we chat a lot with our rock climbing shoes on totally do but at the same time it's like we're there we're there and if we're wearing our climbing shoes we're We're doing doing it we're doing the thing yeah yeah i think the other thing about climbing that is so awesome is it's, I think it's different for me than typical, like, lifting heavy things and putting them back down. Mm-hmm. Uh, typical reps and sets mindset of working out is that I'm immediately faced with, like, a puzzle. Yeah. Um, that, luckily, my body can solve. So, like, mm-hmm. no matter... There's obviously, especially in the higher levels of climbing, which I'm not at, there is, like, a mental game that comes mm-hmm. with it. But... For the most part, like, my body knows what to do mm-hmm. and can do it. And I immediately feel that, like, connection to the project and things kind of fade away in the way that um, focus will yeah. uh, bring clarity or mm. and kind of, like, a, almost a sense of peace just by, like, removing other things and focusing on one task. Yes, yeah, because you have to, because I think the tiny bit of danger that rock climbing adds to, like, you're aware that you are off the ground. Oh my, it's another self-motivation thing of, like... (laughs) You cannot be thinking about the paper you haven't turned in, or the friend you need to call, or the way that, you know, whatever has been kind of plaguing your mental state is any time that those thoughts either can't creep in, or when they do, they have to be immediately refocused towards... I'm a human being on a on a wall that I could fall off of. Yeah, and if I fall, and not safely, mm-hmm. I'll hurt myself. So I better yeah. do a good job. Yeah. Yeah, I do think there's some real truth in that. Yeah, there's... Um, yeah, you have to be really centered and grounded in your body in order to complete these puzzles. Yeah. And we know there's bilateral stimulation, right? And I say that meaning that, um, like, left, right hand, right foot left foot movement as you're moving up or across something is helping bridge the mental crosswalk between your left hemisphere and right hemisphere of your brain which we know assists in trauma processing or Mm. honestly just moving through all of the emotions through the day and all this is happening without you even having to say oh today I had a lot of anxiety or today I was not compassionate to myself or you know Mm. it's like you're doing this without actually having to talk about it or really think about it Right. How true. Yeah, I feel like both sides of my brain are communicating, and then whatever relationship I had with my body that day, my mind and my body are connected while climbing. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, and oftentimes, at least how it manifests in my mental health is, um, it's not 
necessarily a tumultuous relationship with my body, but it is a very disconnected one. Mm. And I often have to bring my body into spaces for me to feel it. Right. Um, Otherwise, I'm just very numb Mm -hmm. uh, to what it's feeling and what it needs. Right. Um, It'll often warn me what it needs with things like pain because Mm -hmm. I'm ignoring how it's making me feel. Right. So it'll just make me feel pain. Right. But um, the last part of rock climbing while I'm there is the community aspect, Mm -hmm. specifically the one we've created here, which is of majority queer Mm -hmm. women. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Send Train experience that we can cultivate in a gym. Yeah. So maybe ex- send, send train and maybe explain what that means. Oh, send train. So send is when, if you send a climb, if you send a route, it means you got to the top successfully. Yeah. You completed it. You completed mm-hmm. it. And so send train is when you're all projecting one climb that's particularly tricky, but you know, you all kind of can get it and you all have different strengths and can do different moves. Well, um, so you're all giving each other beta, another climbing term, which is just, like, advice. It's <laughs> or like consensual it, backseat driving. It's, yeah, it's like, yeah, beta spray. You're like, help me get yeah. here and only do it when... Yeah, so tell me what to do is the beta. Yeah. Um, so you're all when getting... When I ask for it. <laughs> yeah, when specifically asked. Yeah. When you're climbing with maybe a stranger or... Uh, I've done it too many times and it's always a mistake climbing in like the first or second date. Um, mm-hmm. There's a tendency to have an act like you've been there. We noticed that at the climbing gym we go to that there's yeah. a culture and it's, I totally get it. And it's sort of how you probably don't look like a Gumby, you know, which is a like, Jerry, you know, just like a new a climbing person. Yeah. But you know what? I, I, we decided we don't care. So this act like yeah. you've been there culture <laughs> is really like you do something really hard and then you just hop off the wall and you just look totally even, totally regulated like it was like, like it was it nothing. was nothing for you. You've been there before. Right. Like don't celebrate it. And Allie and I decided we are going to act like you've never been there cuz we haven't and yeah. just celebrate the shit out of <laughs> celebrate it. Celebrate the like, shit out of why it. Why are we regulating our joy because for the sake of like I don't want to embarrass myself or I don't yeah. want to appear new at things. So it's like let's celebrate being new at things. Let's celebrate like me finally getting a V3. You know, Allie's a much better climber than me. So <laughs> but I'm like I don't care because I get We're to also celebrate nuts, my yeah. victory. I don't get to I don't have to get to V5s or V6 before I can start being proud of myself how true yeah Yeah. and I think what we found is that uh, our joy kind of like permeates to other people in the gym too like they're they we've been approached and been like you seem like you guys are having a really good time yeah so yeah because I think people under the surface want this they want to celebrate the things that they're actually proud of themselves and and we don't give ourselves permission to like feel pride like if you if if you're doing a V zero, which is like the lowest level, and you or you're terrified of heights or you're trying something new and just getting on the wall and hopping off, and yeah. if that's brand new for you and that's you feel proud of yourself, like be with people who will protect that pride Go and nuts like fuel. You. Yeah, it, you know. Yeah, and I think that's that's the really special part of the community I found here in Boise. Yeah, everything you were just saying reminds me of this feeling in high school that mm. I I. I really tried to manifest for myself. Okay. And what I noticed was that the coolest people and most respected people 
were not the ones that were like happy all the time, nor the ones that were gloomy. Like there's a spectrum of like, mm-hmm. um, you know, acceptance yeah. and all that. Like, oh, he's the cool, edgy, angry one. Yeah. But the real, like, cool cats mm-hmm. were so unbelievably neutral. Yes. <laughs> about everything. Yeah. And I got it in my head that like neutrality mm-hmm. and like not reacting overly positively, positively or negatively to anything. Right meant like true maneuverability among mm, adaptability and Adap- social, yeah yeah for sure yeah and i've had to fight because i think i'm a pretty expressive lass <laughs> yeah at the end of the day yeah i just love yeah. that i can get excited over a cup of tea i love um, that you know a bite of roasted potato could like bring me to my knees you know (laughs) why do I need to pretend that I'm not experiencing these things in order to to spare me from whatever like judgment from other people yeah do I think caffeine actually works Eh, I think I'm just really excited to be drinking tea yes so I think maybe that's the lesson from climbing um yeah it's like let's celebrate the things that we're actually we're like secretly regulating within us because we think I don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah. Fear of embarrassment is is stealing our joy. Is is a thief of joy. Right. Like a fundamental aspect of experiential education yeah. is the thought is that we do learn by doing. Um, mm-hmm. We also learn from talking about what we did. Right. But we can learn so much just by experiencing something. Yeah. And we internalize the processes that we are allowed. Yeah. We expose our bodies to. Ooh, you know what I also just realized about climbing that's so powerful mm-hmm. is you don't make big shifts in order to get to the top. They're, they are micro-somatic shifts. Mm-hmm. So the, the way that you're like, if I just move, if I do something 5% differently in my body, like put this like hold hold this change the way I'm holding this grip. twist your hip in. Yeah. yeah do this tiny thing and we see huge leaps in ability or yeah. what you can accomplish and when you think of it from like a sensory motor psychotherapy perspective a lot of what we're doing is just noticing the tiny shifts that are already happening in your body that are these messages that are actually help us move through our feelings mm. so yeah. Like, if I were in a therapy session as a therapist with a client, and I notice they exhale hugely (laughs) all of a sudden, like, I might just comment on, oh, wow, deep That was a micro shift. Yeah. And then I might ask, what's happening for you now? And you might be surprised. You're like, oh, I just felt this shift in my body, and I had, you know, 5% more space for something else for compassion for myself mm-hmm. for like a release of something I might just notice when you sit back in your chair versus when you came into my office you're sitting at the edge of the couch mm. or when your shoulders relax I might notice if you feel comfortable enough to take your shoes off in my office like that feels like those are when I'm noticing these tiny five percent ten percent shifts are actually these huge steps when it comes to healing and they're huge when it comes to being able to complete this route. How, how successful I can feel not having completed a climb, but having changed something so I got one more move. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, climbing really reminds me that like the progress of healing is not linear. Right. And that I felt massively successful on some climbs that I did not finish. Right. And I felt um, pretty weak on climbs that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so that the elevator pitch catchphrase we wanted for this show was like since we're describing so many therapeutic things that aren't therapy um yeah what's our criteria yeah we wanted to determine what is our criteria and um i think therapy really are the things that help you stay close stay close to your feelings stay close to your body and stay close to each other so thanks for listening stay close stay close Hi. No. Hate that. (laughs) Just say welcome. Yeah.